the backstory of one Red. Red, do you want to go ahead and give a description of your character? Yes. Red is a red squirrel. She has long tufts of red fur coming out uh, of her ears. She is small for a squirrel, but not, not small for a red squirrel. When, when you first meet her in Rootless, she has scars all up and down her arms. But obviously, they weren't always there. And I think that's probably a good place to start because we open up with a uh, maybe a bit younger Red. Uh, this is probably about a year or so uh, before the, the campaign starts. Uh, we open up with a young Red, um, very, very uh, naive and um, just like positive attitude Red. Um, and we see her with the first meeting of one Dr. Dexter Weemsbley. Uh, I will say that you and the good doctor uh, meet as he is visiting your parents. Uh, there's a knock at the door and your father goes down and answers it, and you hear, Oh, yes, I, I was uh, quite inquiring if you had any gizits um, or gasmos or, well, anything of the sort. I'm going door to door. Uh, oh, I don't think we need anything, thank you. Um, do, you do, do you need something else? Uh, no. Well, maybe. Can you help me? with? Well, I am looking for an apprentice, and you seem to be an inquiring good sir. What do you say? No, but I've got a daughter that needs to get out of the house. Red! Red! Oh, for God's sake. And he, like, stomps up the stairs of this little acorn tree that's, uh, you know, you, you enter the bedroom. What does your, your room look like, Red? Uh, it is a mess. <laughs> there uh, is clothes strewn around. There's half-finished projects. There's um, broken pieces of wood where, like, maybe she was trying to glue something together to build a tower, but it really just collapsed under its own weight. Uh, your dad enters the room. Red, I told you to clean the room. Listen, come downstairs. Okay. Yes, dad. He's like muttering to himself as he walks you down the steps. I never cleaned your goddamn room. I can't get a break in this house. Uh, and you see um, at the door uh, a strange man. He's got um, very, very large goggles on. He's got like a doctor's lab coat. Um, uh, you see a very strange, eccentric looking chipmunk with these large goggles on. Uh, and he is just kind of laughing to himself and messing with a bunch of different buttons and sprockets and gizmos that are on his lab coat. And he... Um, Pierce's head as you, you turn the corner around the steps. Oh, an apprentice? Well, Hi! Who are oh. you? He, like, enters the, the house without, you know, asking. Your father's like, all right, whatever, I, I give up. Uh, <laughs> and he goes and, like, grabs your hand and starts shaking it fervently. Uh, yes, yes, I, yes. I, I shake back as excitedly. <laughs> I am Dr. Dexter Weemsby. It's a pleasure. Hi, Dr. Weemsley. 
I'm Rose. Well, Rose, I'm going door to door looking for gizzits and gidgets and gasmos and, oh, goodness, every kind of thing for the pursuit of science. Well, that's the most important thing, don't you think? I, 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 I don't know. I've tried to pursue science, but it doesn't always turn out like how I want it to. Come with me. And he like grabs your hand and like whips you out of the room and runs you um, like a number of doors down. Um, and you see that you are approaching um, one of the larger and taller buildings in Wingap Refuge. Um, you will see that on the top of this, there's like clockwork gears that are spinning and turning. Uh, and then it is attached to like a solid building. And where those gears are turning, you can see that there is a large magnifying glass that appears to be like protruding from this thing, like a, te like a telescoping type uh, of deal. Um, and you would recognize this as the home of one Ursa the cat, uh, an astronomer of Wingap Refuge. Um, without even knocking, the good doctor uh, walks you into the door, leads you up a flight of stairs where you find a precarious looking cat. Uh, yes, Ursa, I've brought an apprentice. Well, I suppose I could be of assistance. What do you mean, Doctor? Well, Ursa, I just require a few different gadgets and gizmos, and um, then I'll give them to Red here, and where we can experiment. Okay, go down to the storage. You'll find everything you need. Good to see you, Red. The stars are in your favor. And she turns back to her maps. Um, and the doctor grabs your hand again and whips you down the steps into a room where you see all kinds of different gears and different clockwork ornaments. Um, and go ahead and give me a roll here with cunning. Um, and let's see what you find in this room. That's uh, a five. That is a five. Uh, the good doc's, doctor um, puts his hand on your shoulder as, as you're scanning the room and you don't seem to be seeing anything. Uh, he points in the corner uh, and you see sparkling there is like this opaque kind of orangey type ingot. Um, and he points that out to you and says, oh, you should go grab that. Um, fetch it and bring it over here and then we'll give you a, a, a real test. Uh, not one of searching for things, but putting them together to see if you're a real apprentice. Okay, so I go get it. <laughs> you get it and bring it back. Um, and he pulls out um, this like metal block. Um, it doesn't really have any kind of structure to it, uh, but he pulls out this metal block um, and hands it to you. And then he takes out this little tool and it goes and it makes this perfect little indentation into the block. Um, and he says, go ahead, see if you can install that ingot. Uh, go ahead and give me a roll with luck here. Nine. So as you are, are taking this ingot, you press it into this block and it, you feel that it like sets into the block. Um, the good doctor hands you um, a set of tools and says, good, perfect, perfect. Now, see if you can chisel this out 
and he like takes a, a little marker from his pocket and like dashes all over the block. Um, I want you to give me another roll with luck. Oh, that is six. A six. Um, as you are like putting your hand down and like you are about to like fall off of where the line is drawn. Um, you feel like one little finger from Dexter poke down and it guides you back into place. And as you're carving this, you're starting to realize that the shape it's taking is one of like a, a like pistol. It's, it's starting to look very much like something that you would use to fire a gun in the real world. Um, you pick it up and kind of inspect it a little bit and uh, Dexter says, come on, let's go back to my lab and we'll make sure it's functional. Okay. Um, we fast forward a little bit here. Um, there's like a montage of you and the good doctor working together to um, start figuring out the inner workings of, uh, of this pistol. Um, you guys are kind of at a, a plateau. You're, you're unable to progress any further on the experiment. Uh, and one day you are walking again on your door-to-door -door trips like you usually do. Um, and you, <laughs> yeah, looking for different, um, you know, things that you can find in terms of items. Uh, but people here are not willing to give you the time of day. The good doctor is very, very eccentric. Um, but you exit one day and find that there are uh, a group of very well-dressed and handsome-looking cats, uh, as well as a large squirrel. Uh, and Dexter immediately runs up to them because he's just curious about everything. Uh, hello, hello. Yes, uh, I don't think we know each other. Well, hello there, little fella. Pleasure to meet you. My name is Chuck. Yes, yes. Very good, very good. And he like beckons you to come over. Okay, I do. <laughs> uh, this is Red, and I'm Dr. Dexter Weemsley. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I say, do you have any gizzards and gasmos and go everything I could want for the scientific experiments? Hmm. I think we might uh, be able to work something out. I'll tell you what. We'll set you up with your own nice little lab under the discretion of the Marquis, and provided that you remain under that discretion, you are welcome to work on whatever it is you believe to be your scientific pursuits. That sound amenable? Oh my, yes, most, most. Uh, and we see a, another uh, sort of, of moving forward as um, Chunk sets you up in this laboratory that in the back of Wind Gap Refuge, where the two mountains meet, it is tucked in between the little crevice. Um, and that is where you find the good doctor. Uh, but the good doctor is working on um, one of his experiments. Um, and you are sort of coming back from uh, just a, a little walk around the Wind Gap. Um, and Chunk approaches you um, while you are alone. Little Red, you're a pretty good apprentice, aren't you? I do my best, Mr. Chunk, sir. Right. Well, I think it would behoove us to have you be more of the face of the scientific proliferations that are occurring. What do you think? I do not believe that mm, the good doctor is uh, particularly charismatic. But he's brilliant. There's nothing wrong with Dr. Weemsley. Well, no, nothing wrong, dear. Nothing wrong at all. And I, I do enjoy the company of the good doctor, but 
I think there are folks in this clearing that do not enjoy his presence. And so I think it would be best if the good doctor would remain here for his entirety. Now, you are free to come and go as you please, but I would ask that you do continue to spread the message of what the good Marquis are doing here to innovate for the refuge. That sound good to you? Um, um, yes, I'm not sure I quite get your meaning. Well, what I mean is, you, you know the potential that we have here in terms of scientific innovation, and you knew the repercussions if it were to fall under the wrong hands. And so all I ask is that you use your best discretion when you are in town discussing things with folks that might have pioneers. Is that more clear? Yes, Mr. Chunk, sir. Good. Well, I think it might be time for you to get back to work. What do you think? Yes. Bye. All right. Good talk, Red. And she scurries uh, away. <laughs> he like pats you on the back as you scurry away. Um, <laughs> it is you and the good doctor are um, just working together in the typical lab room that you guys always are working in. Um, and he says, well, Red, I have very good news. Oh, what's that? Well, you see, uh, good Mr. Chunk, he has uh, allowed for us to get a secret laboratory, and uh, this is one that um, it seems only I will work in, but that is a promotion for you. Okay, that, that sounds exciting. You will be the new head of this laboratory, and I will be in th that room over there with the more experimental science. So we won't get to work together? We will see each other in passing, and uh, I'm sure I would be happy to share notes, and I'm sure you could share notes with me as well. I, I, I will miss you, Red. Well, um, I just had a, a, a discussion with, with Mr. Chunk myself, and he said that he wants me to be the face of the, the operation here now, but... What's going to happen with you? Oh, don't worry about me. I think it is uh, probably a matter of maturity, uh, discretion. Uh, what we're working on is more in the pursuit of science, and I, I think Chunk has reservations in terms of your loyalties. My loyalties? Yes, yes. I, I think he understands that what we are doing might be dangerous, but I myself am more excited about the pursuit of the science than uh, who would mind use it for what means. I myself might use it. But to that note, why are you doing this still? Well, uh... Guess I haven't thought about it in a while. I've just sort of been going through the motions, but now that you mention it, is science really worth all of the destruction this could cause and even the lives at stake here? I believe that it could save more lives than it destroys, potentially. As long as there's still woodland left 
when this is all over. Listen, Red, you've seen that it can work and be not overly destructive, but purposefully destructive. I think they're very different things. Uh, there's a sense of organized chaos, which is mostly what I operate on, but and he, he pulls out the uh, little block that you chiseled the, the very you know, first time that you guys experimented together uh, and hands it to you. Look at what we've done. This, it can be used for good. And I think what we're doing ultimately could save the woodland. I agree. I just... I, I worry that we're not always going to be the ones who gets to decide who uses it? Well, for right now, you're the one holding it. You decide. And with that, he like gives you a big hug. Um, and you can see there's like a ton of little tears streaming down his face. Um, and he kind of hunches his shoulders and like uh, walks past the door into another door that you can see there's like construction and stuff kind of behind as he shuts it there. Um, and you are left to your lonesome in the lab. We see in the background now an incredibly large explosion. There is rubble falling in the uh, crevice between uh, the, where the mountains meet at Wind Gap Refuge. We pan down and see red. What are you doing? I'm running away from the fire uh, and I'm looking around frantically uh, to try to meet up with my contact. Uh, as you are running, um, you like run past a tree and feel an arm scoop you as you're running. Um, and you look and see the very, very large looking hedgehog, Mr. Z Monmouth. Red, you got out okay? Yes, I, just, just, like, just like you planned, except... Well, not just like you planned, because, well, uh, everything's on fire now. Ah, ah, ah. Nothing ever goes as planned. That's okay. Come on, let's go. And he scoops you again and starts just like Usain Bolt sprinting away from the, the carnage. Um, and then at some point he gets a little tired and, and puts you down as you're, you're farther away. I think you've probably got to go. I think Mr. Chunk's probably going to be looking for you. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what about my family? Are they going to be okay? Don't worry about them. I'll be guarding them, as well as a couple of the other Alliance members. He'll be safe. He won't suspect a thing. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you can help me with, Mr. Z? I'll tell you this, Red. Meet me back here in about two months. I think things will have blown over by then, and the Alliance and I will have been able to take the clearing. I come back, you visit us, and you'll be lauded as a hero. The one that started it all for us. The one that kicked it off for the Woodland Alliance. He okay, thanks. That's your head. Keep that pistol close. You, you guys run, away. run in yeah. different directions. Um, uh, eventually you find yourself exhausted after running until you essentially cannot run anymore. Um, you fall near a, a little patch of heavily wooded trees. 
Um, what are you thinking? What are your, your feelings? It's been uh, quite a day for you. He, Z told me he was going to take me to their base. I, I didn't expect to have to run, so I don't know what what went wrong with that, but I guess this is just what I've, what I've done now. I hope that Dr. Weemsley's okay. I hope my parents are okay and my sister and that, that nothing comes to them for this, but I still feel like I did the right thing. That, that project, it, it couldn't keep going on. If it did, it, it, it could destroy the whole woodland. And then well, where would we live? As you are thinking these things, you feel your eyelids getting heavy um, and you succumb to uh, a little bit of sleep. In the middle of the night, um, you can't tell if it's a dream or if it's actually happening, um, but you feel the familiar scent of Z um, and you feel yourself being like carried um, back in the same direction that you were running. Um, you eventually wake up um, and as you look outside the window of this bed, you realize that you are back in Wind Gap Refuge. Um, based on where your location is, this is where the like general store would be. Um, you look and see that Z is seated in the corner on a stool, um, and there are a few other uh, denizens there who have their, their hoods pulled up and are uh, retaining anonymity. Uh, but Z looks at you and says, had to make sure you didn't fall to junk before we just let you come. Your parents will be safe. We'll take them here. We're in the general store. Wind Gap Refuge, right under Chunk's nose. He doesn't suspect a thing. I want to introduce you to some folks, but at the moment, trust is difficult to buy. Um, you look and see, actually give me a roll with cunning here. Oh no, not very cunning. That is a two. Oh man, um, you are pretty exhausted from the run. It's been a long day and mentally taxing. Um, so you don't, you don't notice anything um, in this particular moment. But uh, Z looks at you and says, we've known about Chuck's plan for a while, thanks to you. And thanks to a couple different spies, we need to get a better plan together. Hoping you can help, Ed. What do you say? Yeah, it, uh, I, yeah, I can, I can try. He uh, pulls a map out, and you see that there are leading like, um, you you see the building where General Dentistry is, and you see that there are cellars that go under General Dentistry, and there's an entire path and underground network um, that leads back up and into where the secret labs are. Um, and Z shows you this map. That's our way in. If we can beat Ephraim, we can beat Chunk. Now, I say, you'll go get more people. We're not going to be able to do this on our own. And the denizens here are not going to follow. So, go get some more folk. Make sure that your name is clean by the time you come back. Yeah? Uh, I'll do my best. I Clean red. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't want to see you back here. At least in the next week, okay? Okay. Yes. Good. 
Good lass. I always knew we could trust you. I'm going to keep the map. You get on. We'll make a distraction and make sure our chunk doesn't come after you. And we'll make sure your family gets here to the general store. Thank it's a you. pleasure working with you. Yes. He just nods his head and uh, opens the door for you. Um, and you are free to go as uh, you see a couple of the cloaked figures uh, come out and sort of sweep in the other direction to um, sort of form some sort of distraction uh, for the cats and the different marquee guards that are there. And you are able to uh, escape.